When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And boom goes the dynamite. It is Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. The boom is back to talk about one of the busiest weekends in pro wrestling history. And that's not even what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about AEW, Dynamite, Rampage. I watched 97 wrestling matches in between Dynamite and Rampage this week, Kevin. So hopefully I can keep Dynamite straight in my head. Rampage is pretty fresh. Um, what were what were some of your favorite non AEW? Uh, what was your favorite non AEW wrestling you saw throughout this Mania week? I guess it's only technically non AEW, but I really enjoyed the ROH Supercard. We ran that down uh, that night, and um, I watched a little bit of Bloodsport. I haven't finished it yet. I really enjoyed okay. that. That was the first time I had seen that. Okay, and uh, I did not. We're recording this while Night Two of WrestleMania is still happening. We're trying to get uh, this done before every before <laughs> single fight game media podcast that needs to record about WrestleMania has to hop on right and record using this program for WrestleMania. But listen, we we did uh, we did a, about a forty minute show mm-hmm. earlier this weekend on our way Supercard of Honor, everyone. And if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash fight game media. Um, for $5 a month, you get all the extra shows every week. You get the extended brace for impact. You get the Yoshi show. You get all these other fantastic shows, plus a bonus show from me and Kevin every month and a bonus show from every other fight game media podcast each and every month for just fight $5. This is a way you can support me and Kevin. You can support the dynamite show with Paul and Jeff and everyone here at fight game media for a very, very low price. Now, despite all that, despite me trying to send you over there, for us to grab that $5 out of your pocket, we're probably, it's going to be hard to talk about the week in AEW without at least bringing up a little bit of ROH Supercard of Honor because it's mm-hmm. really interesting to see how these characters are going to relate to their same characters on AEW. And so uh, we'll be touching on it, but if you want the in-depth story, patreon.com slash media. So Kevin... What do you what, like? Where do we start from Dynamite? What do you think was the biggest story coming out of Dynamite this week? 
coming out of dynamite it feels like a year ago but it uh, feels forever ago man yeah i mean we had we know that cm punk wants the title it yeah. seems like we're beginning a run towards it whether that ends at double or nothing a lot of people have been speculating for a while that he was going to be the opponent for whoever's the champion at double or nothing we had uh we had a lot more ftr not ftr we had a lot more pinnacle slash wardlow mm -hmm. things going on we had jericho appreciation society beat down of uh, eddie kingston and proud and powerful this week um yeah it felt like the show like in hindsight when you look at it it felt like the show was sort of low-key building up to the ROH show without telling us. It kind of felt there like There were it. three things that kind of really, you know, led directly into that and have implications for next week's uh, yeah. Dynamite. So, I mean, I think one of the big things is just the fact that CM Punk is overtly now, you know, in the yeah. world title picture, finally, even though he's never broken the top five rankings. <laughs> Although he has to have a, he has an incredible record right now. Well, like, you know, has he gone to dark yet? You can't get a world title shot until you you've win got, on Dark. you got to get at least five wins on Dark first. Yeah. Which Do you want to hit the rankings real quick? Oh, yeah. So oh, these yeah. are from a, a lifetime ago, last Wednesday. <laughs> um, I'll Let's see. Uh, you want to start out with the tag teams? Yeah, I'll start with the tags. Uh, the champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, looking for their next challenger. Number five were FTR, who had a big week this week, winning. Yeah against the number one contenders gun club and then going over to ROH and beating one of the greatest tag teams of this generation in the Briscoes. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if uh, this is going to push them in the uh, dressing room afterwards. If you saw the I, photo, I didn't, I need to see that. I wonder if this week they'll be listed as three and one or four and one. Oh, with the win over the Briscoes. Well, yeah. If they'll consider yeah. ROH matches that'll yeah. I'm interested in seeing that have some asterisk or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, number four is the acclaimed at five and two. Uh, they were in singles action this week, so that won't really be affected. Uh, Love them John's, more and more every week, though. Yeah. Every week. John Silver and Alex Reynolds, uh, number the three, goats. five and two. Uh, top flight, uh, three and oh, going into that. They were ranked number two and lost to Young Bucks, uh, Young Bucks on Rampage. Yep. Good match there. Kind of a shame. But, uh, and then number one, the uh, impossibly ranked gun club <laughs> yeah five the, and one somehow they're the number one contenders again so now like five said, and you two, don't win on dark you're not winning no absolutely now so now they're five and two that's gonna definitely put them they're not gonna be above number five i don't think or maybe they'll be tied for fifth with uh yeah with the acclaimed with the acclaimed yeah a red velvet yeah, coming in match. At number five six and two fun um, Dr. Britt Baker is three and one and is currently boycotting AEW until they return to Britsburg in two weeks, three weeks, something like that. I trust you on that one. Let's say yes. two. Yeah. Um, then we've got legit Layla Hirsch coming in number three with a two record of weeks, eight and two, one of the busiest three weeks, yeah. women in the division. We've got number two, Serena Deeb at six and oh. Number one, Nyla Rose at seven and oh. And of course, Jade Cargill seven and oh with the T the TBS title. And Thunder Rosa at six and one. And Kevin, I love Thunder Rosa. I dearly love Thunder Rosa. I love her more the more I watch more and more the more I watch her vlogs. But man, we talk a lot about her regression as a wrestler. I hate to see mm -hmm. it. And I wonder if they shouldn't have put that belt on her a year ago when she had her no holds barred match, her lights out match mm -hmm. with with Britt Baker. I felt I felt like that was the time and they missed it by an entire year. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the big deal it should be now with her sitting as champion. 
Yeah, she's a little bit in that hangman spot, isn't she? Where they once they kind of wait a little too long, and then it's a whole struggle to try to make them the man. Yeah, the and I get they they love the long term storytelling, but sometimes yeah. you need to strike while the iron is hot, and that's something I think they need to do right now with a man who is not even in the top five. That's Swerve. That's Swerve Strickland. I think they need to strike yeah. fast with him. He mm-hmm. is hot right now. We don't need to see him in any QT Mar- Marshall feuds or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He needs to be. We need to strap that rack, rocket directly to his back and shoot him to the top. Yep, I agree. Okay, you know, give us that male top five. Well, oh, go ahead. Quick, one thing about Thunder Rosa is we kind of were kind of rolled our eyes a little bit that Nyla Rose was automatically the you know number yeah. one contender because that's just what uh, happens when you need a champion her spot. to defend against Nyla Rose. Yeah, but I'll say I found Nyla Rose really entertaining lately. She has been. Hey, I think she has been completely validated from the AEW Awards, naming her best Twitter follow, Yep. <laughs> which, you know what? I think I need to follow her right now because I keep forgetting to do that to see what the hype is about. But uh, yeah, no, she's been really good lately on TV. She's been fantastic. She always says one little thing in every interview that she has that makes me laugh. It's yeah. just how she says it this week. You know, some abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your genie is what she said. Oh, that's that's great. So something else I think that's probably going to happen throughout this episode is um, the most elaborate work in pro wrestling history is continues as Cody Rhodes has quote unquote signed with WWE <laughs> and made his debut at WrestleMania. I don't know how he and Tony got Vince to come in on this massive work, but due to that, we now have a lot of Cody interviews out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things I think that I'm going to bring up throughout the episode one of these is, you know, we were just talking about Nyla Rose being the first person every champion feuds with. Cody Rhodes told Ariel Hawani in an interview earlier today that actually got pulled from the internet while I was listening yeah, yeah. to it and then then put back later. And I don't think they edited anything out, oddly enough. Hmm. I'm guessing it just uploaded automatically a little earlier than Ariel wanted. He basically said that one, one of the issues was he, it's first of all, he both says he left for the money and he didn't leave for the money and it was easy to leave and hard to leave. Yeah. He's contradicted everything he said, but one of the things he said was he didn't want to be the guy that everybody faced in their first program. Mm. He didn't want to be the stepping stone. He didn't want to be the, I literally can't think of the word that I use literally every week in MMA. Um, he didn't want to be the gatekeeper. Exactly. And that's kind of where he was. And I assumed that he was there because he wanted to be there. Yeah. So maybe he didn't quite want to be there. So that's, that's, that's I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he deserves more than that. I just thought he really is loving his role in building the young talent and putting them over. And maybe he was, and maybe they kept giving him more and more people instead of giving him actual programs to maybe. kind of throw in with that building the young talent. I think uh, we should probably we should all keep like a shaker of salt next to us whenever we watch any Cody media appearances over the next six weeks. I'm uh, now realizing throw a, a, a little, you know, a little put a little salt over your shoulder when you're listening to it. Grain of salt. Yeah, my friend who is the most hurt, yes. the most hurt by Cody leaving and going to WWE, is basically saying um, that. The found, he ties the founding of AEW so heavily to Cody mm-hmm. and the fact that it was basically a Rhodes family member standing up to WWE and fighting back and building this company. And so he's been just a big believer in AEW and in Cody as kind of a, like 
kind of an FU to WWE and like mm-hmm. we're taking back wrestling. Right. And he feels like this was just a slap in his face and that Cody might have been more of a worker the whole time than anyone thought while yeah. the whole time crafting the narrative that best suits him mm-hmm. because that feels like what he's doing right now. Yes. And so that makes him go back and question some of the narrative that went into the founding of AEW. And I think that's worth mentioning on the show because he's worried that this could long-term like hurt AEW in re almost redefining the founding of the company. And I, I think maybe, but I think there's so many other things that went into the founding of AEW as in the whole company was born out of the incredibly hot indie scene and out of a bet with Dave Meltzer that they couldn't sell out. uh, I think, uh, I forgot how a 10,000 seat arena. arena. Yeah. And, and I think there's so many more moving pieces to the mm-hmm. beginning of AEW that Cody is only one. And we don't know that that was all a work that everything he said back then was work. We don't know that yeah. that's just a speculation, but that's one of the things going through the, the yeah. hearts and minds of a lot of AEW fans I've, today. I've been watching, um, I'm a sucker for, um, shows and podcasts about uh great company founders that are actually scam mm-hmm. artists you know like the theranos Ooh. do you uh, have deal. a podcast that's specifically about that or is this multiple no, podcasts like case, they'll be like about that story so like okay. the dropout's a great one yeah that's a hulu show now yeah and I'm i've watching, got all of it that downloaded i just haven't watched i'm it watching yet. the uh we work one uh on Ooh, Apple yeah tv which is really yeah. good and one of the things about it is this guy isn't really ripping people off. I mean, he is, but he's more ripping off the market. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he does is convinces himself of his own BS so that he's completely authentic in everything he says. And as I, I think that, that happens I a think, lot more I, than people oh, yeah. realize in, I think in the of business Cody. world. I think of Cody in that way. Oh, okay. That, I'm sure everything right now that Cody's saying in all those interviews about what he wanted, what he didn't want, why he left, yeah. why he, why it wasn't an easy choice, why it was an easy choice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he believes all of it. I'm right. sure he believes it 100%. I also believe he is saying he's believing whatever he needs to believe to believe that he made the right choice. Right. Right. And that's again, something that else we'll never know either. They he no. may, may well have made the right choice. I mean, based on he, yesterday, he, he made a great choice. Look, he had a he had a phenomenal and, and again we're still about to get to this top five men's ranking, but oh, yeah. Cody had <laughs> Cody had a great match, yeah. a phenomenal match. He had a crowd of of over fifty, sixty thousand people. I know their number, I don't know the real number, pop huge for him. Mm-hmm. He is going to be a bigger deal in the WWE, at least for now, than he was in AEW. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And, and as and, the person he was in AEW. Yes, which is a brilliant move by uh, a brilliant move by Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and or a brilliant move to allow Cody to do it. Cody, yep. t- we're going to come, we're going to come right back to that. You know what? Let's do the top five and then let's talk more about Cody. Okay. That should have been our lead story to begin with. Yeah. Number five, uh, Ricky Starks, uh, number four, powerhouse Hobbs, the rampage crowd is dominating this week. Yeah. Lance Who took Archer. an L this week, took Lance an L Archer's, to Keith Lee, uh, I guess just killing it in dark, on YouTube he must be he's literally played. murdering people right. like <laughs> the carrying mom. them out from the back on his shoulder yep uh adam cole the next world title challengers number two uh and uh sammy guevara is number one eight and one and trying to get that title he's shot. trying to get that belt back so yeah, he so can continue to spoiling it 
in, inside that TNT scene. It's getting yeah. very WWE up in there, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> and of course, Scorpio and Hangman at the top. And, so yeah, and Dan Lambert is co-champion. That's true. We've got to. We need to continue including they, they should him put in this. his photo on that website. Like they, they you know what they should have set box in the corner and call him. Coach. They should in the very corner of Scorpio Sky's box with his zero and zero record. Right, a hundred percent. So something else that came out during all these Cody interviews was mm-hmm. he said, and it wasn't a definitive statement, but he basically said he believes that right now he has one of the richest contracts in pro wrestling mm-hmm. and most and some, complicated apparently. Whatever yeah, that means. Which would would explain why this took so long to get together. Apparently, they have a tour bus for him, for his wife and child to go with him everywhere, which I think is fantastic. Um, I have to think if I'm if I'm Cody Rhodes, and again, this is not based on any real information. If I'm Cody, um, I want more than a handshake, which is what he says he got. That Stardust will never appear, will never come up, will never be mentioned, and I would want um. I would want to know that I'm going to be in a, If they say they're going to put me in a title picture for a cert, I would want a time period mm. because do I think they're going to put a belt, oh, the world title belt on him? I think they might, but I, I think it would be a Ray Mysterio title run yeah. where he never got an actual win. Yeah. I'm That's what I'm concerned about. Now I want him to have a glorious reign as me WWE too. world champion, universal champion, something his dad could be proud of or Rhodes has never had that belt. Mm-hmm. I really want it to happen. This has nothing to do with Cody. I just don't trust the WWE and Not look, either. they're doing awesome stuff. They did awesome stuff last night on WrestleMania. It was better than I think anybody expected it to be. I'm hearing good things about tonight as well, but I feel like they almost always put on a really good show for WrestleMania and then a really great Raw after Mania, and then things start immediately falling apart, and the wind is taken out from under people's sails, and that's one of the reasons that I don't watch anymore, or I don't regularly watch ever, is because mm-hmm. no matter how much they would get me into somebody, they would always pull the rug out from under them, always. So many times that I'm like, I'm not touching that hot stove again, and I just hope we don't that that's not the situation with Cody where you know, let's say he's, I don't know what he's making. Let's say 5 million a year. Like I was here in three to six, let's say five. Mm-hmm. My worry is if Vince gets bored with him in a year and doesn't want to put him on top anymore and then, or even six months and he becomes a mid Carter at some point, Nick Khan's going to say Vince, mm-hmm. why are we paying this mid Carter 5 million a year? Mm-hmm. And that contract, they can, they could, they could cut him next week. That's right. They could, like they can cut anyone anytime. Yep. Exactly. And then what's he do? Does he go right back to AEW? And again, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's getting cut in two weeks. I think he's going to. Yeah. I think he's going to be there for the length of this contract. And I hope it goes really well. Um, but again, my, my, one of my friends tweeted like, um, like the chance that Cody stays on top, the length of this contract is as close to 0% as you can get without mm-hmm. it actually being 0%. Yeah. I think, this first six months is going to be telling. I, I'm actually thinking they might give him a title reign sooner than later to kind of yeah. fulfill that commitment. If they made any commitment like that, if they did, yeah, just to show that they were going to, just yeah. to kind of get all that stuff out of the way, so they don't feel beholden to anything later. I'm right. sure that that probably something involved in that was 
um, him being involved in some way in protecting his dad's legacy, all the intellectual mm-hmm. property that they own. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Dusty Rhodes documentary in the next year. Yep. Um, and they've already have they already have all the Dusty Rhodes merch out. Right. They have new yeah, which is new, smart. new merch out. Yeah. Good looking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, one other thing I want to mention from WrestleMania that I think directly affects AW mm-hmm. is Kevin Owens getting an actual match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Kevin Owens was coming to AW. Everybody knew it. He was mm-hmm. talking about it. Young Bucks were talking about it. And then they ended up coughing up a lot of money. I believe over $3 million a year to keep him there. And that match to me, that felt like the reward for staying as mm-hmm. in this is a match that CM Punk is well known to have wanted and a lot of other people wanted and he got it because he chose to stay. And I think that plus whatever deal they gave Cody and letting him define his own character and those sorts of things and whatever else he got in his contract, those two things are really important saying, if you come to us, we, mm-hmm. we will put you on top. We will reward people for staying and we will reward people for coming over. Mm-hmm. And this WrestleMania, I think was a big example of that. And I think I never expected they would give him his exact AEW character with his exact AEW music and entrance. And it's brilliant because that's the way to show everyone. We took a, we took an AEW founder mm-hmm. and he is the exact same guy here. And look how much bigger a deal he is. He beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Everybody's losing their minds. He's going to probably take on Roman Reigns very soon for whichever championship he has, I guess, at the end of the night Mm -hmm. uh, after his match with Brock. It's probably happening right about now. Um, And they're making good moves. Like, Mm -hmm. when it comes to what they're doing actively to combat AEW, they're making the best moves they had at their their disposal, and they're really powerful. And one of the things Cody was saying today was, Ariel asked him about people coming to him, what advice he'll give them. And he says, look, I'll give them the best advice for them in the moment. And he's like, look, I think a lot of people are going to be coming over. And he's mm-hmm. like, I think you guys have an idea who that is. And to me, that was him saying MJF is coming, yeah. Yeah. which I think is a bad move for MJF. I, I actually do, do. Yeah. because MJF, I don't believe is six feet tall. No. And MJF will not look impressive physically next to anyone in WWE. And I also don't think he'll literally be allowed to do the interviews no, he, he does. He won't be allowed to do anything to make him yeah. special. I think it would be the biggest mistake of his career. Yeah. Um. Again, but that's that's when it comes to like storyline. When it comes mm-hmm. to money, that's probably the best decision he could make, at mm-hmm. least for a couple of years. Because as I was watching Fandango this weekend in GCW, I realized 
Fandango was making hundreds of thousands of dollars in WWE for like a decade. Right. And he's probably set for life if he lived right. And so even if they're not going to do you right, if you can slip under the radar and not get fired by WWE, (laughs) you can, you can, yeah, you and your kids are going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where were we now in the breakdown? Um, so one of the most interesting things on dynamite to me in retro, you know what? I'm going to skip ahead to something I think is pretty minor, but I'm really interested in talking about. And that is Jade Cargill's next opponent is Mm -hmm. Marina Shafir. And that's exciting. And everybody wants as like, we've been signing all these free agents, including Samoa Joe at ROH this weekend. And everybody's asking where are the female free agents? And we got, we got Tony Storm this week, mm-hmm. which is a really good get and looked really good in her match against the Bunny that went way too long. But then the, to find out, we're getting Marina Shafir discussed on Dynamite instead of just being on Dark. That tells me that they're absolutely looking at potentially signing her full time. And again, this is something we discussed that was she came up and probably the whole reason she's not signed full time yet with in Ronda Rousey's negotiations to come back for WrestleMania WWE didn't bring her back. Right. Ronda didn't have a great match and sounds like she is not ha- like bad things happening this weekend. It sounds like WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time for AEW to make that move. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear that they're doing that with yeah. Marina Shafir. And there was one other woman I wanted to mention. There was a trio. It was Marina Shafir. It was Tony storm. Who was the third person that was on the shows? It was Hmm. Well, Jamie Hader I'll, had a match. Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, by the person? way, yeah, it was a new person. It was um, and maybe I'm just, I'll figure it out during the show. I'll okay. bring it back up in a little bit. You know what? I've took some notes here. Um, oh, by the way, did you see the Rock's retweet of John Silver today? <laughs> I did. Did not. you see? Did, no. Yeah. So so uh, John Silver today. Today, this is Sunday WrestleMania. Johnny Hungy. Yeah. Took a picture holding the Rock's energy drink, Zoa Energy. Oh yeah, I did and, see that. And said something to the effect of like trying to be like the Rock today, and the Rock retweeted it and gave a shout out to his brother, and uh, and 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 wished him well in all his endeavors in the squared circle. Wow! And On I thought, man, of day. WrestleMania, of all the people, he did for not the Rock to shout out. As far as I know, he did not. In fact, he tweeted about John Silver, and if I'm John Silver. I'm talking about this on BTE. I'm talking about this anytime the mic's in front of me, maybe for the rest of my life, but for sure the next week or so. Yeah, so Marina Shafir, I'm really excited about her. I'm really excited about Tony Storm. There's somebody else I'm excited about. I'll think I'll think about it. But I did really like the Sky Blue match. I love to see mm-hmm. I really like Sky Blue. I think she's really underrated and I think mm-hmm. she's better than a lot of other AEW women who are older than her. Yeah. And I liked her match with Jamie Hayter, and I hope we get to see more of her on TV, and not just because she has phenomenal gear. They both have phenomenal gear, but they both have phenomenal. Sky gear. Sky Blue's interesting because she's kind of like if you put um, Nixon Newell, the former Tegan Knox, and mm-hmm. uh, Cora Jade from NXT 2.0 into a transporter accident. It's from Star Trek. <laughs> I can totally you, see that. Sky Blue. I totally see that. She's kind of got that all shuck skater kid you know, hang out at the skate park vibe, but then also has, you know, the sort of white meat baby face thing that. Yeah. She's not getting into, she's not getting into feuds with Darby Allen on Twitter. Right. Total. Exactly. Total baby face 
kind of punk, but in a really mm-hmm. cool way. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really like that. I'm really looking forward to like um, what we see in the uh, what the Owen Hart tournament's going to do. Um, you know, we we saw yeah. two qualifying matches this week that introduced. Uh, so when when they were like, hey, the first two people in the tournament are Tony Storm and Jamie Hader. Like that got me excited about where this could. That's go. exciting. And That's really exciting. Sounds like we're going to see some good women's wrestling. Is um, this going to be sixteen women total in this? I believe sixteen. Right. Sounds like it. Okay. Great. So, um, speaking of Marina Shafir being someone that I expected, I keep wondering if like, are they going to sign her full time or not? Mm-hmm. I think one thing that surprised everyone is that when Wheeler Yuta this weekend won the ROH Pure Championship, Tony Storm then announced, I'm sorry, not Tony Storm, Tony Khan <laughs> announced Wheeler Yuta is all elite. Right. Apparently Wheeler Yuta has been taking up all this TV time for months on a on a show per show basis. Yeah. I don't know how Vince McMahon doesn't come in and just sign these Wheeler Yudas and immediately put them on raw. I just don't understand that. Like, I don't know. It, like, I know he doesn't want Wheeler Yuta and I know he Wheeler Yuta is not a WWE type guy for Vince, but just come in and cause chaos. If, if you keep having AW featuring these people, just Vince should just come in and cause chaos. But I'm guessing it's because they're they're going through budget cuts, Kevin. It's hard times. It's hard times. They're being hard times in Titan Towers. Yeah. Uh, Although, if Cody's making the kind of money he's making, maybe that that might explain two entire rounds of cuts previously. Right. Was just to afford Cody. <laughs> just to afford Cody. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. How about FTR? We had FTR. Oh, what a week they they're had. they're clearly turning babyface sometime mm-hmm. very soon. They talked to MJF this week on TV and said, look, Max, you're a great friend. We love you. We also love Wardlow. Whatever you guys have going on, they're saying this, by the way, in some awesome FTR NWO-inspired gear. Yes, yes. Shout out to Whatever y'all have going on. Yeah, whatever you have going on, like keep us out of it. And and they're clearly looking like they're going to be total baby faces, but Mm -hmm. then they go on ROH. And mm-hmm. of course, there's more to discuss on AEW here. Mm-hmm. They go on ROH and they're total heels. They're complete and total heels, mm-hmm. and had one of the greatest matches maybe we've we've maybe ever seen I in tag still team think wrestling. Probably the best tag team match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like I'm not all the way saying that, but I can't think of a better one. Yeah, I literally can't. I it think is it's until better. I remember the other one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's one of the. It's for sure the best I've seen in years, and we've seen some five and six star. Mm-hmm. tag team matches in AEW, and i think this was better and yeah. it also felt very different than a regular AEW match which i really appreciated right and um, that, that was one of the things that really i thought was interesting in hindsight about AEW this week was how like i mentioned this before how they were sort of low-key setting up things that were going to happen mm-hmm. in the roh show yeah and then had implications for things they'd already announced next week so Right, you know, they had already said that the challenge is out they, there. FTR, Young Bucks, yeah, and then at the ROH show, the Young Bucks come out and, um, you know, cause chaos, yep, and uh, sets it up so that you have Young Bucks not even being in the top five, not even sniffing around yeah. the title picture for a while, suddenly going against the ROH and AAA champions for those titles for, for both titles, titles uh, which will be really interesting. I think it'll be a real shame if FTR had the week they had and then they just go lose. Yeah. The following week. And I, I have to wonder. 
every match we've had with our with, with FTR, we've had some sort of outside interference. And now, is there going to be anyone even there to to interfere now that Tully is gone? Now that things are a little shaky with MJF, is is MJF going to come out and interfere in any way? And who knows? And and the Young Bucks are going to have interference. Like Brandon Cutler's getting involved in this match. Maybe I also wonder. I also wonder, like the Young Bucks were there. They saw the absolute banger those two teams put on um, with with the Briscoes and FTR. And I wonder, if I'm the Young Bucks, I'm telling Tony Khan, we want to one-up this match. Like, right. We want to one-up this match to like Wednesday on Dynamite. And I hope they get the time to do that. But then we get, uh, we get Wardlow coming out. We get Wardlow fighting his way to the ring. Mm-hmm. And what was going on on the show when that happened? Was this during the FTR match? It was, it was right after the, the match. FTR no, match. During the match. match. Okay. Yeah. He just... And he was taking out so many local goofs, man. <laughs> like an entire, yeah. like, I felt like, it, I don't know what the local company was there, but let's say it's GCW. He took out the entire roster. Right. The whole roster dressed as security personnel yep. to get out there. And it was great. I loved watching it. Yeah. I want to see more of Wardlow as the Punisher, as Frank Castle. Yeah. Just crushing his way to the ring. Give that to me every week, and I'm a happy yeah, man. He felt like a big deal. MJF yeah. just screaming at him through the mic. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, kind of being ready to run if he ever broke through the, you know, I thought that was great. Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed that they didn't go with my idea of him being Fuego. Numero trace. Oh, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Reasonably, people can disagree on the direction they go in. I'm actually glad you brought that up because, Kevin, I think you have some of the best theories in professional wrestling. <laughs> Do you have any operating theory right now on how we get Wardlow back in AEW? Any theory at all? Because I, I, right I have not given a lot of. Yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I don't have anything. I don't know how he comes back. I mean, the the thing that's right there is that whole storyline of him being contracted to um contracted to MJF not AEW. Right. So in storyline, I mean one that doesn't make sense, but Tony Khan could just hire him. Right. Unless but I, he's I don't contractually want bound, like he can't sign yeah. with, you know, Tony yeah. or whatever. You know, I don't know. That could get really that's not, that's not a fun storyline, you know. No, and you want this to be fun. This is too great. It's too great an angle, too big a build to give us kind of a cheap angle like that. Right. I don't so know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he could I'm excited that I don't know. He could maybe get in the op, you know, do some kind of qualifying match to. Yeah. Get it, you know. I don't know. They they sort of rode themselves into a corner, but they're pretty good at get out of getting out of those. So that's one of those yeah. times of just kind of riding along with it and seeing what's going to happen. I, I I hope this is one of the situations where they started at the end and they know ex- they've known exactly how they're going to finish this the whole time. Um, Brian, again, this feels like a wi- lifetime ago. Uh, Brian Danielson beat Wheeler Yuta. Yep. Um, great match. Great match. And now Wheeler Yuta has this this ROH Pure Championship. Yep. Which is a would be would be in storyline that would this would be an important thing mm-hmm. for to William Regal to mm-hmm. Brian Danielson mm-hmm. also to John not as much but also to John Moxley yeah and so this story's still going all right in storyline Brian Danielson just beat him so Brian Danielson should get a title shot 
Yeah. So and I wonder, like they are clearly yeah. doing ROH titles on AEW. Right. That's clearly yeah, going to happen. I I I think there will be a subsection of like ROH programming on AEW. Yeah. Until they figure out what they're going to do, because they set up too many stories yeah. on that with Samoa Joe. And I think I think you just hit on it. I don't think. And I was telling a friend today. He was asking, like, I just want to know when the next show is. Who are yeah. they signing? Blah blah. I'm like, they don't I know. don't think Tony Khan knows yet. I think until you know mm-hmm. where the show is going to air, you don't know. Mate, like, I have a feeling that again, I've thought True TV might be where they should end up. If they end up on True TV, Briscoes are for sure out. That's Warner Media. Yeah. And if they're back on Sinclair, then Briscoes could potentially be signed. Yeah. And, and Tony, uh, Tony Khan in the uh, post. ROH uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. I watched most of it. Yeah, he, let's talk he about that. Tap danced all around. No one ever actually specifically asked him, "Hey, are yeah. you going to sign the Briscoes? Is this the only time we're going to see them?" No one really held his feet to the fire on that. But he one also other thing. was pretty. It was pretty glaring mm-hmm. that he just sort of didn't ever mention anything about them. One other thing that I remember uh, some friends told me and from the few minutes I've watched was that the Briscoes weren't mentioned by name really at all. It was always this, that team, the team we faced Mm -hmm. that nobody was using the the Briscoes names. And that was really heartbreaking. That was really heartbreaking. Now look, they can, yeah. Impact wants them and they can have some great matches and impact, but it would almost all be from teams coming into impact to face them. Yeah. And, uh, and that's just not the same as being on AEW on Wednesday nights. And we ne- we knew we weren't going to get him in AEW, almost certainly now, after the Warner Media thing came out. But now to know, probably not ROH either. That's just that's, that's a shame, you know? But we'll see him on GCW. We'll see him on Impact, most likely. But, uh, I, man, I just wish... Listen, one thing that I have learned as a social media professional and also from watching professional wrestling and just following pop culture... When in doubt, don't send the tweet. Like tweets <laughs> yeah. aren't helping your career. Very right. rarely. They actually they actually helped a former roommate. He got he literally got signed to Barstool Sports and is now a Barstool superstar because of one tweet, but that almost never happens. Generally, tweets get you in a situation where you can't appear on Warner Media ever uh because you said something stupid. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't send the tweet. Don't do it. <laughs> Yep. Okay, Darby versus Andrade. What, what were your thoughts? That was a pretty good match. I thought it was great. What do you it think? Was, it was one of those things where I don't know if I don't know if I was just numb or 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 what, but it's kind of one of those things where I felt like this this feud's been going on for a long time. I sort of checked out, yeah. even though which isn't fair to the match because I thought it was a really yeah. good match. I thought they matched yeah. up well, had a great like intensity to it. Um, Andrade is a beast. He's like in Brock Lesnar territory, you know, like yeah. <laughs> in AEW yeah. scale of size. You know, he's just as wide as he is tall now. It's crazy. Yeah. He he is a, he is one of those guys that when he walks out, you're like, oh, this is something that happened a lot, Manny, a weekend, because you're seeing so many indie indie matches with a lot of tiny people. Every now and then somebody walks out and you're like, oh, this man looks like a pro wrestler. Right. And that's when you think what you think when Andrade works walks out. Like, yeah. oh, this this guy looks like he could have he could have walked right out of the NWA. Maybe right. not height wise, but right. with girth yeah yes musculature yeah so that was fun yeah okay um moxley had what did you think of the moxley match with jay lethal i really liked it i liked it even more in hindsight 
another thing mm-hmm. where they were building up, uh, you know, really laying the groundwork for Jay Lethal to turn heel at that ROH show and, and explain And why. man, did he turn heel. It, yeah, he, he did. He's, it was a perfect heel turn. I'm immediately loving it, and I really hope that transitions over to AEW, and I think it will. Yeah, it was a beautiful heel turn. I'll be really curious to see how they handle it on AEW because if they just bring him back, they can't count on the fact that a significant amount of people in the arena had watched it. So they'll have to do some sort of recap show. We need a major ROH Supercard of Honor recap Mm -hmm. on Dynamite this week. That is a, that's not a, they should do, that's not, maybe they should do it. They need to do that. It's the kind of thing that they should be doing. Like they should have. 45 second video recaps of it queued up to play during commercial breaks during dynamite so that they can like yeah. set it right up, you know, right before lethal is comes out. They just yeah. play this 45 second thing to the audience and the, in the crowd uh, so that they see it right away. And then, right. um, then when he comes out, they're ready to be booed. So yeah, Great. I really like that. Now when dynamite started red dragon and Adam Cole had all the belts, they didn't win any of these belts. Right. They had all the belts. They had the tag belts, the yep. world title belt. Yep. They were strutting their stuff in the ring. Yeah. And in pulls Adam Cole in his electric vehicle with yes. the horns on top, the Texas Longhorns. Right. And uh, I, 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 mar- I popped out. Like, I popped yeah. for it. I marked out. I've seen this car before. I've never seen photo. him drive yeah. it into the arena. Yeah, I'd only seen a photo. Um, I really hope those horns are there 24-7. I oh, have dear. my doubts. But my God, I hope they're there twenty four seven. I yeah. hope he's living the gimmick. I love and that. He, I love they gave him a that they gave him they treat him like a real superstar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else gets to drive vehicles in. Um, but but I'm glad Adam Cole is on that list now. Yeah. Um he came in to start start a clean house until they of course there's way more of them. And then uh Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Christian came in for the save. Did they get all the belts back, Kevin, or just some they of the belts back? They did get them back? all back. Okay. All right. Which is and, always annoying to me. I don't know why, but the, it's always a pet peeve of mine when people steal belts and then they just allow You're not a big fan of that, are you? No, yeah, that's the thing. Is it. I'm just like, really? Like in your workplace, like someone comes in and takes your laptops, like, haha, I'm the boss now. And you're <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you're showing... You're showing your boss the video, and there's like a, they got it. I mean, right. fair and square. There's yeah, nothing. I mean, yeah, there's well, nothing we can do. Just beat them in a match, you know. Like exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know where their car is parked. Yeah, you've got the database. You can find out where they live. You get the get right. your laptop back. That, that said, I did like the fact that they had masking tape with their names on the. <laughs> that, was that was great. That was pretty cute. That was great. Yeah. I, I like the idea. They're sitting around bragging like recounting their victory over these people to steal these belts and started getting slowly more and more angry that these their hated rivals names are on these belts yes and they just sent they sent landon cutler to get the tape to to cover these these horrible names adam that had to be what happened not even been his last name it just should have said adam on it just so he could oh my god yeah same name or just yeah. blacked out the, col- the the page part. Yeah, and just covered that with with coal. It didn't need part. to have all of yeah. yeah. Just leave the original name. That would have been great. Um, Tony Storm the bunny. Tony, that was too long. Tony Storm looked great. Too long. She looked great. We need more squashes over actual opponents. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying off air, the bunny can handle the loss. Yeah. Like she's not going any lower. She's right. not. Yeah. Like she can handle it. Have Tony Storm come in wreck house. So you're yeah. that much more excited for the Owen tournament coming up. Yeah. 
Which, how how far away is that? Is that like a month away? I don't know if they're going to do like all the qualifiers first and then. I feel like, I don't know. I, just, I literally can't remember. May. It's like, because the, oh, okay. the finals will be a double or nothing on both. both. Okay. That both gives me, okay. That tells me what I need to know. I have to think we're going to start getting a couple of new people for each category mm-hmm. every Wednesday, every Friday, hopefully. Yeah, I think you'll probably start seeing maybe next week. I think you'll, because I think next week they'll start the mail qualifiers. So I think you'll probably yeah. start seeing two qualifiers an episode, maybe three, maybe right. a third one on Rampage. Now, speaking of Rampage, jumping ahead, mm-hmm. I really love co champion Dan Lambert. I really <laughs> like, I like him more and more every week. And this, yeah. this was such a weird segment to me. Yeah, very weird. Because he is number one. He 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 gave a real quick burial to Cody and Brandy for bailing on their program. Then, like, we also then immediately cut to Sammy Guevara holding a sledgehammer, just like Cody used to destroy Triple H's um, right. throne. Throne, yeah. I thought that was interesting. But then they were they literally were were cutting excellent an excellent promo about the problems and how skeezy Sammy and Ty were coming across <laughs> and it all hit home with me like yeah right you're 100% right like right. everything you're saying is true all the fans seem to agree with this yes then they cut to Sammy and Ty destroying Dan Lambert's according to Chris Jericho multi hundred thousand dollar bmw suv right i think we may be going about one hundred twenty five thousand above the retail value on that i don't know right it did not um, like i didn't realize i mean it looked like a it's a nice a suv well it was like, like yeah like a mid-level and you know suv i wasn't like oh my gosh that looks like let's a be honest this car. is that's a 2018 you can probably get it for 47 grand yeah. right now come on now right. um lambert's but uh no, no. Dan Lambert's a smart man. He knows it loses all its value the second. Right. Yes, the second you drive it off the lot. And so, which, um, by the way, uh, Cody said Dan Lambert actually gave him the old WWWF world title belt oh, when wow. he left, when he left the company um, wow. for free. Yeah. And then Cody gave him one of his dad's boots in return. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And so... It was such a weird segment because I was a hundred percent agreeing with Dan Lambert and his crew of yokels Yeah. who I, by the way, they're, they're getting, I realized all of a sudden as they're staying in the ring, Oh, Tony storm signing Marina Shafir getting mentioned and signing page Van Zant. What oh, I was yeah. meant to say was that trio yeah. is maybe as good a trio as you're going to get out of the available talent right now. Like there's mm-hmm. lots of others out there. Mae M, Ty Valkyrie. There's lots of other great women. Yeah, but in terms those of three power, are yeah. really solid additions to uh, the women's division. But I realized looking at Dan Lambert and this crew in the ring, I'm loving Dan Lambert right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky feel more over attached to this extra over Dan Lambert and Paige Van Zant. And I'm agreeing with them. And I'm like, are, are, are Ty and Sammy about to turn heel? Because it just kind of felt like it, even though I don't think that's that was the point of this, especially with them then just destroying the SUV. Um, what did Sammy write on it? It was uh, "Be Mad." Be he mad, wrote which "Be is Mad." The hashtag they use every time. They... Yeah. Also, yeah. as as they're wearing a shirt that says "Ugh," I think it was "Ugh People." Yeah. Like they're anti-fan shirts. I right. feel like if you're, why not turn them heel right now? Yeah. They're anti-fans. 
They're uh, turning yeah. a lot of fans against them. Make them heal. I, like, yeah, just I do it. I thought you nailed it last. I think it was last week you were talking about how they um, are responding to a very small but very vocal group of haters on Twitter. Yeah. They're giving them a hard time, and they seem to be reacting as if they think that's what everyone thinks. Yeah, and so now they're turning people against them who don't know what they're responding to. Right. They're acting like they're acting like assholes in response to assholes, but most people don't they never saw the original assholery. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like your classic two girls in high school deal yeah. where one girl will come up and whisper in the other's ear something horrible. Yeah. And then the one that had something horrible said to her reacts loudly and now this girl's the problem to right. everyone around. And it's a huge mistake, but look, they're making it. They're making it. I say turn them heel right now. You can like turn somebody else's face in return, whoever. I don't care if it's FTR, just somebody. Um, maybe turn Scorpio Sky and this little crew face. I'm loving Dan Lambert. Everybody wants to love Paige Van Zant. Mm-hmm. Who knows? By the way, Cody in his uh, Ariel Hawani interview, absolutely. He talked about how having his last match with a more mature, co- uh, with a more mature Sammy, and he goes, well, I don't. I thought more mature. That now uh, he goes. Now he 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 and his woman are making sex tapes with the TNT title belt. Oh, man. And I kind of wondered if that's when the, the when the when the video disappeared off of YouTube. I wondered are they going to take that out? Yeah. No, it's still there. That's still no, there. It's still there, huh? Well, yeah. That's a pretty good shade from Cody there. It is, and it's, and I get it. Like he is, he is, as a guy who is trying to mentor like took Sammy Guevara under his wing for that to be the first thing he does when Cody leaves. Like that's gotta be a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Look, everybody will be better for it. I think, t- I think Sammy and Ty would make great heels right now. I really do. I think I they really would do, do really too. well. Yeah. And um, if you want to keep going with that kind of storyline stuff, just have yeah. them turn heel and uh, feud him with uh jungle boy and Anna J. Oh, that's perfect. That would be great. That would be great. Um, also another, another much lower, lower card face pairing Dante Martin and uh, sky blue actually. Oh yeah. They've been dating for almost a year now. I think at least oh, six wow. months, I would really love oh, to see them, them get in some sort of angle like that yeah. to kind of bring them up. I don't know how you do it and <laughs> I don't want it to be nothing don't, but couples. Yeah. Don't but, get me started fantasy booking a mixed match challenge in AEW with, uh, <laughs> Adam Cole and Brett and oh my god yeah, this could go I wouldn't mind quickly. seeing that it could get so ugly so look the the Cole the Cole Baker combo dominates that no matter who else yeah. is in it yeah. they're coming out on top of that even with a powerful co-champion in your corner like Dan Lambert um so last week we had Fuego del Sol mm-hmm. boldly stupidly yeah. call out the entire house of black yeah. <laughs> and he got exactly what he asked for which was huge mistake right and this week he was backed up by the dark order not silver and Reynolds though the originals evil yeah. uno Stu grayson whose name i remembered for the first time nice good job maybe ever thank you so much i'm very proud of myself um it was a pretty good match and, and we actually got to see a really great like reverse rana from fuego del sol on malachi black yeah I didn't expect him to get that, but he got it and good for him. And the biggest thing that stuck out to me from this match, Kevin, was the crowd was chanting Fuego. Yeah. The crowd seemed to be way more behind him than I expected them to be. And that's pretty cool. And then a little later, and and I don't mean to leave this and we're not leaving it. A little later, we had um, 
Penta Oscura mm-hmm. with with his man, um, basically cutting a promo that the House of Black needs to not forget Death Triangle, mm-hmm. and if basically if they keep coming for Fuego, yeah, then they're gonna get the heat from Death Triangle. It's so weird. It's it's all it is really weird, and it's kind of like Fuego had his two buddies in yeah. Cody and in Sammy. Right. And Cody's gone. Sammy's making sex tapes. And now everybody has his back. Like yeah. Dark Order has his back. Death Triangle has his back. He must be the most, he must be an amazing human being. Like now I really want to have lunch right. with Fuego del Sol to find out why does everybody love him so much? He is the most <laughs> popular man in AEW. Yeah, he is. I mean, everyone loves Fuego. Everybody it's loves It's hard Fuego. not to like. It's hard. It's hard to not the like well he is the 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 number one luchador from the state of is it alabama alabama yes yeah from the state of alabama which yeah. i mean that's no small feat right there no, that's not so it's a hotbed of lucha action what, there what do you think of the match good overall i like that dark order was in it like they yeah. weren't getting punked out i did i did too i thought it was pretty fun uh but still also like you know not really hurting house of black i think you know yeah we talked about um Silver and Reynolds having the most exciting 90 seconds in wrestling in their matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think House of Black is maybe second or third in terms of the the ends of their matches are always great. Yeah. And, and Fuego, uh, you know, uh, having like that little 15 seconds of hope against Malachi yeah. Black and then just yeah. getting kicked out of the sky. Oh, just yeah. broken in half. It was like, man, it's a, such a great hope spot that ended in such an utter demolishment. And I was like, that's what you want. You want, that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know quite how to put this, but the house of black, it took a little while for them to mesh and feel like a unit to me. Mm-hmm. And this match was the first time where I really saw them as a complete unit, not two guys and buddy Matthews. Is it buddy Matthews? Yeah. yeah buddy, buddy Matthews. Matthews. Um, and I, and due to that, due to them, like they came across as being fully meshed unit Mm -hmm. in this match, they felt like a bigger deal to me than they had. Like, I Mm -hmm. felt like they were maybe getting off track and they felt right back on track in this match. And I can't tell you exactly why that is, but that's the feeling I had generally over the last few months when I have that sort of feeling about somebody like the acclaimed generally a lot of other people are having that same feeling at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I hope, I hope we now get to see them move a little higher up the card after they're done tormenting Fuego del Sol until yeah. I'm assuming his eventual death, which you, is you clearly in, in the cards here. Out, you can't put out the flame. No, no. And my God, we really like the Fuego of the week is the best idea. <laughs> this show has ever had right and we've had the we came up with the coal on the pole idea before power bombshells did (laughs) like and i think this is the best it needs to happen some point very soon yeah yeah um so yeah jamie Hayter beat sky blue really fun match Mm -hmm. both ladies great great to see excellent wrestlers yeah yeah and yeah it was good to see jamie do her thing yeah without um like she had reba with her rebel um I don't, she didn't really get involved that much. No, no Brit. Like, and that's something we've needed for Jamie for a while because yes, she's absolutely. felt like someone who is about to break out, mm-hmm. just hasn't had that opportunity yet. And so now maybe we'll have a couple weeks of that. Um, we kind of got what we wanted out of Keith Lee, Will Hobbs. We got two yep. big monsters throwing each other around the ring. Yeah, battle of the Bulls. And I, 
I enjoyed seeing it, and I cannot wait until we get the full. I want I want a tag team cage match with these men yeah. with Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs versus uh, Swerve Strickland, and uh, and Keith Lee. Yeah. Like I really want that. They're definitely building that to be a big match, and I'm wondering if it's going to be a TV match, like a special rampage match. Yeah, or if they'll put it on Battle of the Belts. Um, but it feels yeah, it, does, like, it feels like Double or Nothing's a little too far away. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it feels like they're gonna do. Like it feels like they're they're holding that back to make you really see like well the only way this is gonna get settled if you get all four of them in there at once, right? Uh, and yeah. um, I don't want to leave this match like I because I feel like there's more to be said here. Yeah, but Swerve really feels like a star. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee to me is making Will Hobbs feel like a bigger, more dangerous guy, mm-hmm. and it's something that they could have done at any point, but they're doing it right now with Keith Lee, and I'm glad they're doing it because. Will Hobbs, I think, um, is one of the best gets AEW's had when it comes to brand new talent. Mm-hmm. But he never seems to be put in the spotlight like again your 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 four pillars, those type of people. And so I'm hoping he's finally getting his just due. Ricky Starks, of course, also somebody who can be a bigger deal whenever they want to make him the bigger deal. But when it comes to looking forward to double or nothing, if we don't get CM Punk Adam Page in the main event. I think we clearly got our main event this week right here on Dynamite with the build to the eventual Supercard main event, Hook versus Danhausen. I never would have imagined this would be Danhausen's first feud, but it turns out Hook is uncursable, although I have my theories because I don't know if you noticed it, Kevin, as clearly as I did. And I don't know if the people at home noticed it. Hook's hair was not looking as fabulous as usual this week. And I think maybe Dan <laughs> House's curse, curse worked. Exactly. It's just, it's like he's got like a 90, his shields are at 90%. Like some curse is getting through. Yeah. The hot chips are protecting him, but yeah. it, it definitely affected the hair this week. I don't know how I feel about this. These are the two problem is, I'm so excited about and I love so yeah. much. And I'm like, they, what are they doing together? Yeah. Because number one, Dan Housen is always going to be a weird interview. And, and Hook is, is a first, no interview. I believe this is the first time they have let Danhausen speak on AEW television. I think you might be right. I yeah. think you're right. And so Danhausen's being Danhausen, which is great, but I think he needs a good straight man to play off of. And can you really call Hook a straight man when Hook is just not going to respond? Yeah. They're the even though dynamic, yeah. Hook is technically a face, uh, technically a heel. Yeah, he's kind of a face. face yeah. He's a total baby face. Right. And Danhausen's a baby face. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if maybe they keep up this little repartee, whatever they have going, until somebody else comes in and tries to get involved. Mm-hmm. And maybe they team up. Because as we know, Danhausen's been bribing Hook with chips for many weeks now. Yes. Many weeks. I just I don't want it to be Danhausen versus Hook. I would like it no. to be those two together against someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very weird because even like if they were to team up, I see Taz having a problem with that. Right. I just don't. And then if they're going to wrestle, you re- like I feel like they're going to have Hook crush Danhausen pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I don't think th- I don't see them letting Danhausen get a ton of offense mm-hmm. versus Hook. No. Um. And and I don't want Danhausen getting buried in his first match. No. I don't know how I get anything I want out of this. There's so few ways that this will go well. I and. It's like maybe they thread that needle. Maybe they, they thread might, that needle, and it's know, amazing. 
But man, I just they just it feels like that. everything I mean, would no the, the way the hook's no. been built up to this point, he should be on Blackpool Combat Club radar. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's yeah, one of those characters. And oh my god! Imagine if that's what happens. They should be on like different show. You know, like they've just. Mm-hmm. They've got this weird situation with Hook where they just have to keep him in a bubble right now to yeah. protect him from being pushed too soon. Um, I still think the direction for him will have to be once the Keith Lee swerve feud is over mm-hmm. that he starts to feud with Hobbs and um, Starks. I think Ricky Starks would be a great yeah. guy. I, although I'll say this, when I was watching Hobbs in the ring, I thought, how awesome would it be if we got to see Hook throwing around yeah, Little Hobbs, like right. using legit judo moves on him to yeah. take him off his feet? But that said, Ricky Starks, I think, is the more believable opponent for him. Right. right. But um, yeah, also, and- I would like to see the thing is a, not the worst idea. Like, it's not the best idea, but not the worst is maybe an extended tag team run with somebody so that he's still growing, he's getting his in ring work without him being you don't want him to be nine and oh and in a title picture this soon he doesn't need to be in the title picture this soon there's got to be other ways to do this other than pairing him with danhausen yeah I, really weird yeah it's really weird and Poor Dan and it, it my worry is they're just like hooks a rampage guy and everybody loves him danhausen is a nothing guy and everybody loves him let's just throw them together and everybody will love it and i'm like no that's that's not how booking works and they seem better than that AEW does, but I'm worried. I'm I'm heavily concerned. Heavily <laughs> concerned. Yeah, we'll just trust that the chips will do their job. Yeah, let's God can. Yeah, God God hope so. <laughs> okay, so going back to this weekend, we had a million shows. I saw most of them. I saw at least one match from most every show that happened this weekend. You saw um, how many, you, and you said, I think you said at the beginning show, how many show, how many matches did you watch this week? I've watched 90, 97 matches in the time, in between the time you watched dynamite and you watched yeah. rampage. Did yeah. That's not including dynamite or rampage. It's either 94 or 97, 94. So and then I watched three WrestleMania tonight. matches. Yeah. So now I've watched 97 non AEW matches. So before you go to bed tonight, you'll watch three more from WrestleMania today just to make it a hundred. Th- that's the plan. I want to make it an even hundred and then I'll add up the, the AEW matches I saw this week. Cause yeah, let's see how many, yeah, we had at least five on dynamite and I think at least three or four, we had one, two, three, four matches on, on um rampage. Yeah. But, a former, I don't know if she's still fight game media, but the thing, here's the deal. Denise Salcedo works for everyone. She's everyone. Everywhere. She works for F4W. Yeah. She, she does things with it. Yeah. She did um, your live pal with Garrett Gonzalez and everybody. Mm-hmm. And Denise Salcedo, she worked the ROH show, as in she did um, interviews on the pre show, which you can watch right now on YouTube. There's two pretty good matches on that show, which are, let's see. We had Colt Cabana take on Blake Christian. That went eight minutes, five seconds. AQA defeated Miranda Alizé. And then we had Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, Tully Blanchard bring back Tully Blanchard Enterprises uh, with tag team Gates of Agony, Jasper Khan and Toa Leona. They took on a newly bulked up and muscular muscular cheeseburger and Eli Isom. And um, 
So on this pre-show, Denise Salcedo was interviewing um, a number of these wrestlers. And when she came back, Ian Riccoboni called her Denise Descalso, which I, I'm wondering if that was a rib because they're co-workers or yeah. what. But also on G, so one of the That's GCW like shows. Yeah. Every year for Mania Week, GCW has the collective mm-hmm. and generally that's 10 shows you pay however much like a thousand dollars and you get front row seats <laughs> right. I think it's five hundred dollars you get front row seats for every show and it's worth it it's a great deal um and generally the two big shows are blood sport Josh Barnett's blood sport previously Matt Riddle's blood sport mm-hmm. and um Joey Janela's spring break which this this year because Wrestlemania did two nights Joey Janela's spring break did two nights and night two was his annual battle royal called the clusterfuck and the clusterfuck is a phenomenal event It is a truly phenomenal event where wrestlers will just leave the thing is there's there's apparently five ways to to be eliminated Mm -hmm. thrown over the top rope Mm -hmm. to get pinned to leave the arena to die and then there's one more Mm -hmm. and every year like there will be wrestlers who will like hide behind the the like the the table where the where the timekeeper's table. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year I attended, uh, Session Moth Martina came and sat in the crowd drinking alcohol with everybody. Like, it's a ridiculous show that was previously won by the Invisible Man, mm-hmm. um, who was in this year's event, did well, um, got eliminated. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sean Ross Sapp, though. Mm-hmm. Sean Ross Sapp entered entered this, this event and... Denise Salcedo, who introduced him, she turned on him, she yambagged him, hit him right in the nuts, yeah. and which led, I can't remember if she threw him over the top rope or if it just led to his getting eliminated, mm-hmm. but Denise Salcedo put Sean Ross Sapp out of this event. The crowd went wild. Denise has had an absolutely great weekend. Um, she was um, she was also doing the announcing for, the ring announcing for a number of events, mm-hmm. including Mission Pro's Bangers Only event on Saturday which is an all-female card that had Thunder Rosa on it. A good friend of mine, um, Brittany Hoffman, was uh, was the ring announcer for it. Um, just a lot of great shows this weekend, which I think is kind of leading us into should have been on Dynamite. And I think you and I have the exact same match in mind for what yep. should have been on Dynamite. You want to give it to us? It's got to be the ROH tag team title match between FTR and the yeah. Briscoes, which Listen, still if you... after what, 36 hours? Yeah, or 48 hours or however long it's been since I've watched it. Yeah. As of right now, it's the best tag team match I think I've ever seen. And we're talking, listen, we're both guys who vividly remember Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. the Lucha Brothers Young Bucks cage match, and this match, the Briscoes versus FTR, ROH Supercard of Honor 2022, quite possibly the greatest tag team match we've ever seen. If and now look, I'm not saying it 100% is, but I'm saying nothing jumps out immediately as being better than it. I'm going to rewatch it and I'm going to rewatch Adam Page, Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. And I think, I think this Briscoe's match beats it. So if you did not see this match, go, go find acquire it. this match. There are legal ways to watch it, there are illegal ways to watch it. I think the cheapest legal way is I, I think I could be wrong here, Kevin. If you join the ROH Honor Club, Mm-hmm. You could have bought the pay-per-view live, like the $10 for Honor Club got you the show. I think that it will buy you the show to rewatch at your leisure. Yeah, um, I think so too. There's, 
and look, I think, and we talk about this extensively on the Patreon show. I think the show kind of hurt the rest of the card because it was so good. Yeah. There was no other match on this card that even came close, Mm -hmm. not even sniffing distance, spitting distance of this match. And that kind of killed, like, and it was kind of put, put on in the middle of the show because the, the Briscoes had to leave, (laughs) drive across town to go wrestle the good brothers on impact. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. You watched, you watched that match, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it was a, it was a short match. They were done. (laughs) They were so done. I, I was kind of wondering how, how good it was going to be. Yeah. It was about as good as you'd expect after watching the first one. They had a number of matches this weekend. I think in retrospect, looking back on this weekend, Mike Speedball Mike Bailey, mm-hmm. I think may have had the had most matches. Yeah. He had a great week. He had minimum five matches I saw, and I may have missed one. Minoru Suzuki had a great week. He had at least four matches I saw. Um, wrestling uh, Chris Dickinson wrestled the former Oni Lorcan, um, who is now Biff Biff Busick. Biff Busick. Mm-hmm. He he won the TV title on ROH Supercard of Honor, but man, I think Speedball Mike Bailey had the best weekend of everybody, other than the Briscoes with this match. Yeah, just ignore the the Impact match. This was awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. By the way, Impact card Impact had a really good card that I've got to go back and watch because I was it was on, and this is a. This is a, a result of Mania going to two nights because forever, Mania week, you would have a bunch of shows. Like, you'd have shows Thursday, mm-hmm. then Friday night and Saturday night with the big nights. Mm-hmm. But because of Mania moving to Saturday, it killed all the Saturday night shows. They all got pushed to Monday night, to um, Friday night. night. And so, let, let me pull this up real quick. So, Friday night, Friday the 1st, we had 5 p.m. New Japan Pro Wrestling Lone Star Shootout. Yeah. 7 p.m. ROH Supercard of Honor. 8 p.m. GCW Gringo Locos The World on Lucha. And 9 o'clock AEW Rampage and Impact's Multiverse of Matches, which had some really, really cool matches. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green versus Nick Aldis and Mickey James is one that I think mm-hmm. I really want to go back and rewatch. Like I saw some of it. I didn't see all of it. Um, like it's rare. There's an impact card that I really want to see, but that was one of them. But I had to focus on on ROH because part of the job here. Right. We're podcasters, That's we're right. professionals here. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know. Everybody, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what was your favorite match this week. It doesn't have to have anything to do with AEW. Um, but there were a lot of small shows like that Mission Pro show, bangers only. Look, yeah. it was not bangers only. Maybe 5% bangers, but there were some good matches. We got a good Thunder Rosa match, yeah. and one of them I want to mention literally for the ring gear. Um, attack me if you need to on this. But we had a – oh, there's something else here that should have been on Dynamite I'm about to bring up. Let me find my list here. Okay. So on this bangers-only show, we had a tag team match involving two women from AEW Dark, Kylan King, um, teamed with a woman named Genocide, as in the name Genocide. Mm-hmm. And she took on AEW Dark's Maddie Rinkowski and Roche Chanel. Kylan King and Genocide had some of the coolest outfits. It was like a light blue pink combo. Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, like shoulder gear. And it looked awesome. They also had the matching face paint, but it was in light blue oh, and fine. pink. 
-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't even, again, I saw 97 matches. I don't remember if it was a good match at all, but the ring gear was awesome, and I wish they would have had, if you could team those two women up on AEW Dark or any AEW with those outfits, those outfits are worthy of Dynamite alone. Absolutely phenomenal. That's a fun thing. I, I, uh, I actually just texted you a photo. Uh, okay, let me that take, I just check found on the out. internet while you're looking this up because while you're bringing up the LOD gear, it made me remember that when Mickey James was starting out in the business, she was known oh my as God. Alexis Larie, and one of her things that she was famous for was her ring gear was the LOD shoulder spike shoulder pads. Oh wow! So I Thank wonder if that was that. A, I wonder if that was a double shout out. I wonder. I, but, but first of all, I'm a big Mickey James fan. She had some killer matches this weekend as well. Some really great matches on a number of cards as well. There's so much. And so uh, that should have been on Dynamite. Let's look forward to what we have coming up this week. Um, I think the big match, we've already talked about it, FTR versus the Young Bucks for the ROH and AAA titles. And I don't know if I'd said this on air. I know I said it off air to you, but and I probably did say it on air, but I have to wonder if they're going to try and one-up FTR versus uh, FTR versus the Briscoes yeah. and try and have a better match. So we could be in if they for some do, real heat them. on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, if like, just trying, God yeah. bless them. Like right. I don't know if they can. Yeah, but I love the fact breaks and stuff like that. But yeah, okay. What's our next match on Dynamite this uh, week? We'll have uh, Christian Cage versus Adam Cole. That's a really good match. Yeah, that could that, be that so good. Be really good. Uh, we got be Butcher really in interesting the... to see Christian Cage tower over Adam Cole. In the yes, game. yes, absolutely. Um, we rarely get to see Christian Cage tower over people, so that'll yeah. be really good. Yeah, we've got uh, Butcher and the Blade versus the Hardys in a tables match. Yeah, um, I'm glad there's no ladders this week. I think AEW. I think probably the like their State Farm insurance is like let's let's hold off on ladders for a couple more weeks with the Hardys after yeah. last week. Yeah, I think this um, is the first tables match in AEW. Oh, I think is you're that, right. Yeah, it might not. I'm be loving. That. I'm loving the new butcher. I'm loving the return butcher. Yeah. So anything with him in it, I'm excited about. Um, we've got more Owen Hart qualifiers. Do we know what matches those they have are not yet? Said. All they've said is I don't think I we think do. They said that they'll have more qualifiers and that they'll start the male qualifiers. Okay. Okay. And then nothing and listen, for Rampage. Nothing for Rampage yet. I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, Tony Khan is a madman. He's signing everybody. Um, last thing before we go, he signed Samoa Joe. Of course, I thought he's oh. He signed Samoa Joe just for ROH. He came in at the end to kind of face off with Jay Lethal. Then yep. immediately Tony Khan posts, uh, Samoa Joe is all elite. Yeah. I mean, we're clearly going to get Samoa Joe walking out on on Dynamite right. unless Tony Khan is a madman, which I don't think he is. No. So that's pretty exciting. Well, yeah, <laughs> he is. You just said he's a madman. So he knows? is a madman. He's a madman. He's not crazy. Not, I think that's where dumb. I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's not dumb. No, I think it'll be cool. I mean, you know, one of the things that sunk in is, uh, you know, one thing when people, were, some people were complaining that they didn't uh, say that he was uh, Ring of Honor or Honor Bound or something. And yeah. All elite. I just look at that as like how when someone signs to NXT, they wear a WWE Performance Center shirt. Yeah. You know, it's the parent company, so it's fine. Which... That actually calmed me down a little bit. Look, look, our, our ROH Supercard of Honor show is a lot of Kevin calming me down because that's true. I love I love yeah. AEW and I love ROH and I want ROH yeah. to be separate. You were in a fragile to, place to some way. extent. I was because also I love the Briscoes and I yeah. felt like right. they had the they had we went from have them having the greatest match tag match I've ever seen yep. to them being 
almost completely forgotten about within three minutes yep. and then completely ignored mm-hmm. on the, the post-show press conference. But yep. of course the young bucks came out, they attacked the, 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 they attacked them boys. I thought, Oh my God, we're going to have young bucks versus Briscoe. This is amazing. And it all it turned into was a build to this Wednesday night match. Yeah. And it's just, I want, I want ROH things and AEW things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were worried that ROH was just going to be all just an AEW C show. Right. And that's really what I didn't express on yeah. the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be the C show, yeah. but I think you can't really set it up as a separate thing until you have right. a TV until you have in place. A place to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm really looking forward to. And I remember if I thought of this Friday night or said it then or not, or if it didn't occur to me until later. We will at some point get to see Joe versus Punk again. Oh my God. I, I hadn't even thought of it. I've been you know, so obsessed you know with Joe versus. Yeah, it has to. It absolutely has to. Also, I love. Again, I'm just saying, like, I don't want this to be the AWC show, mm-hmm. but AEW right now has the majority of the greatest ROH champions of yeah, all time. Absolutely. And we can just see any number of them facing off with each other. And hopefully that doesn't overshadow Jonathan Gresham. I hope we get to see, yeah. particularly, I want to see yes. Jonathan Gresham taking on Brian Danielson. Yep. Brian is kind of the smallest of this group. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham is a tiny, he is three apples tall people, yep. yeah. max. And, <laughs> and, uh, and five apples wide. <laughs> yeah, and he is the perfect guy to face off yeah. with They're Brian Danielson. Like, I want we that match. see another Brian Danielson draw. Absolutely. Yeah. Like give us that one all day long. Yeah. I'll, I'll like get made. That's the entire battle of the belts. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'm good. Which by the way, it's coming up April 16th. I think mm-hmm. battle of the belts mm-hmm. too. I hope it's more than an hour. I don't think it is. It's going to be 7 PM central. I know that. Yeah. But we got a lot to look forward to. We got yeah. battle of the belts where we've got the Owen tournament coming up. We've got double or nothing. Yeah. We've got the birth of, of AEW. Tony Khan presents ROH. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be excited about as an AEW fan. Mm-hmm. We've got to go because we've got to turn over this podcasting uh, program to some of our co-hosts here who I think have just wrapped up watching WrestleMania, Kevin. Um, this has been a really fun show. I enjoyed it. There's probably way more we could say, yeah. but we can't go two hours tonight. Yeah. So from myself, James McDaniel, from Kevin Ely, from everyone here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you again next Monday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.